0: Can we talk about you getting sued? Are you, are you allowed <laughs> to talk about that?
1: I actually am allowed to
0: talk about that, yeah. Okay, um, all right, good. Tell Let's us about that. Welcome back to another episode of the Kit Men Podcast. My name is Rohan. As always, I am joined by Dillette. Um. Owen, oh, still on vacation. Delette how are you? I'm,
2: I'm good, man. I'm
0: good. You're good? Well, we have one of my very good friends, actually, former roommate. Omar Rashid, Omar, how's it going? How's it going, babe? I'm good. I'm good. How you been? Chilling, man. Just living life. I guess this this is we we do episodes once a month, as you know, with people who aren't you know dealing with soccer and stuff like that. So this month, real estate. I thought, who else but Omar? So I guess why don't you tell the listeners? I guess if you're sharing this on your platforms as well, you'll pro- they'll probably want to know how'd you get into real estate? Why'd you really get into real estate?
1: Yeah. Um, so I got into real estate out of the blue. I wasn't, a, I never planned on, you know, being a real estate agent or even getting into real estate. Um, like Rohan said, I was going to GW, roommates with Rohan. Um, I was actually going to school for pre-med, but my freshman year uh, it was mid COVID, class were all online, no one was in school. And I was just extremely bored of like my classes, like my bio classes, all this. And I was like, I really don't see myself doing this long term. And I just, I wasn't in love with it. So I was like, okay, let's see what else is out there. And all over my Instagram, TikTok, whatever, it was all real estate, real estate, real estate. So like, you know what? Let me check this out. Let me see what real estate's all about. I didn't even know what the different aspects were. It, you know, being an agent, developer, commercial, residential. I didn't know anything. So I searched up best real estate firm near me. And the One Street Company uh, was a number one search result. And I reached out to the founder and CEO. It was only like 0.2 miles away from our school. So I was like, oh, this is convenient. So I reached out to the CEO. I was like, hey, man, I don't know anything about real estate, but... Would love the chance to come in and, and learn about real estate and work for you for free for as long as you need. I'll do social media, um, grab you coffee, whatever you need, just so I can learn about real estate. And surprisingly enough, he emailed me back. Uh, his name's Sam Kharashi, the CEO. He emailed me back an hour later saying, "Hey, no one's really emailed me like this before. Sure thing, come on down." So I was like, "Oh shit, okay." So the very next day, 9 a.m., I was in his office. He had no idea who I was. Um, We started talking. We hit it off. He was like, I don't have anything planned for you, but you can just hang around with me all day, see what I do. Uh, So I spent all day just hanging out with him, watching him send out emails, reply to clients, go to development sites, go to showings, whatever. And at the time, I had no idea what the hell he was doing just because, like, you know, I had no idea what any of it meant. Well, like, I just knew, I was like, whatever this guy is doing, this is what I want to do. Like, this man was getting a thousand emails a day, replying to every single one, helping every client from a rental to a million dollar listing, it didn't matter. He was just there to help people. And I was like, I have no idea what he's doing, but this is what I want to do. And that was the day I was kind of set on real estate. Um, so I interned for him for nine months. I did social media work for him. I, you know, it was like personal assistant to him basically for nine months for free, literally like 9 a.m. It's like 8 p.m. Like, Rohan knows I wouldn't come home until like pretty late. Um, so he would be the last person to leave the office and I wouldn't leave until he left. And then he told me to get my license, ended up getting my license uh, about two weeks later after he told me to. And then a month later, he ended my first client. I had my first deal and then just kind of went up from there and just kept the momentum going. And um, I learned a lot, a lot, a lot from my mentorship and intern days. So when I got my license, I just hit the ground running. So um, it's been a full year now. So last May is when I got my license. So it's been a full year now of me being in real estate. And that's how kind of how it all started.
0: Uh, how, how do you like it so far? Cause I know you're the nine. I answer this real quick? It's actually my boss. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey boss. We had to cut the call out, but this is right after the call. Basically like a lot of the agents in our office are
1: all like leaving or getting fired just cause like it's getting really tight in here. Cause like there's just no, there's no leads. So like, unless you're closing, if you're not closing you're cut.
0: Okay. So. I mean, I can edit this out if you want, but are you actually writing two deals right now? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: had to say something, bro. I, I have zero business right now. Like zero. Yeah. So like, you
0: want me to leave maybe, that in? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, leave it in there. Hopefully, leave it by in okay. hopefully by then I'll be closing deals. So that's fine. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah
2: kitman exclusive right here man this is the kitman exclusive no this one is the, the dirty, dirty content <laughs> yeah this is, the, this is the bad side that social media doesn't show you of real estate
1: that, that's Nah, guys don't don't get into it it's not worth
0: it <laughs> well okay anyway I, I, as we were saying um what, what i was gonna say is something that you're very good at i think that you started out at, at one street is is personal branding and social media like some people just get social media and you do I mean you came to GW already verified in high school and then from there you grew your TikTok account through a to a hundred thousand followers in what like a year yeah a year okay um I I guess explain that I mean there I don't think there's like
1: a specific thing to it I just kind of think I watch a lot I mean so with Instagram it was just more of just keeping up with what was going on though I mean I got verified through like the Baltimore County board of ed that I was on so um that was kind of like not really like basically from my social media knowledge or anything like that just kind of happened so that was definitely a help it definitely pushes your account more and you're just more legit because people see like the verified accounts like oh wow okay he's verified Mm -hmm. um but I will say with like TikTok and social media I watch a lot of like Gary V I know I send you a lot of his videos and she's just like just make content like just like make con like document your journey like not it's not basically saying you have to sit down and like talk about something just document your journey whatever you're doing it's like if you're a college student, day in life of a college student. If you're getting into real estate, my first day as a real estate intern. If you're a software engineer intern in San Francisco, my first day as a software engineer in San Francisco, show what you do, talk about what you like, and literally just make content about what you enjoy. And if you're posting consistently, I tell Rohan this all the time, if you're posting three videos a day, um, three videos a day every day, I there's like almost guaranteed that you'll blow up. I'm actually managing a social media account. I mean, I did SAMR's. I got him up to thirty thousand followers. I didn't mind. I got myself time to one hundred thousand. Um, I'm doing this one guy's and I got him to like nine thousand followers. And we started on the beginning of June. So like, it's literally there's no there's no secret to there's no hack. to literally just if you're consistent and just making content about stuff that you're doing already every day. Like I'm already showing a million houses a day. I'm already like talking about real estate all the time. So for me, it's not a hassle to pick up the phone and just record what I'm doing every day and make a day in the live video for 20 minutes um, at the end of the day and add a trending sound and a few hashtags. Um, it's not hard for me to sit down and you know, talk to people about you know how to get their license, stuff like that, stuff that I've done and enjoy talking about. So I feel like if you just make content about stuff that you're actually care about and actually want to talk about and just do it every day consistently like three videos a day guaranteed to blow up so i don't think there's like a hack to it just pick a pick a niche it doesn't have to be niched down too much but like pick an area that you really like like for you soccer like pick a soccer as your things so like every day three videos about soccer one of it could be you know those gameplays that you do the predicting what you think is going to happen and whatever with whatever teams your next video can be how much money you think each player should be getting paid whatever it is just like different topics within that specific topic so soccer is your topic so just switch it up within soccer and just post three videos a day obviously things like trending sounds hashtags stuff like that that really helps um but if you literally just post three videos a day i i, I don't think if you post three videos a day and do it for at least like three months that you won't see any results
0: I took your advice i changed it to rohan nose ball instead of the Kitman. Finally 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 right has it been doing better it's been doing a lot better
1: okay there we go (laughs) bro no i'm telling you if you just keep posting like three videos a day like and keep it that because like i was telling him i was like no one's gonna know what the fuck kitman podcast is but versus they'll know that soccer guy is rohan and that'll get more like you know he gets views but he doesn't get followers and the reason why he doesn't get followers people come on like the health kitman podcast and just leave versus rohan like oh that's a soccer dude i'm gonna follow him you know what i mean stick with him
0: Yeah, exactly. 100%. And I've already kind of started seeing that because I started posting like one, just once a day. Yeah. And it's been enough. But um, a lot of people listening probably don't know, you've already been on this podcast. And you were talking about Black Lives Matter at that time. Um, So I guess, how how did that transition from being, you know, super, super into like the Board of Education at Baltimore County into real estate kind of happen and was it weird was it forced um yeah Yeah, I
1: mean it was definitely a completely different shift I I definitely thought I was gonna dive in more into like you know the whole politics world and like um I was you know big on like activism and stuff like that and I still I'll speak up when I have to I'll never let things you know slide but like um it's like with real estate I mean you know this I'm literally like working 24 7 like if I'm not working I'm like hanging around the house with you guys or I'm at the gym or I'm just doing something but like I'm working almost every day from like, you know, 8am to like 9pm, so it really kind of like took away time from anything else that I used to do. I mean, I'm still, you know, involved in a lot of things, even the Board of Ed, I was just down at a meeting, um, just because there were certain things going on, but uh, it takes up a lot of your time, and I've also kind of started to shift to the mindset of, okay, like, yes, I can obviously speak up and and do stuff and make a difference that way, but I can also okay put myself in a position to where I can personally do stuff. Like if I you know if I see kids, let's say we needed, you know, kids needed backpack schools, whatever, to go back to school in 2023. Um, versus if I had to go and campaign for that and like, you know, advocate for like organizations to give us money, raise funds, yada, yada versus let's say I could actually just do that myself. Like, let's say I could raise, you know, $10,000 with just my close friends or like myself or whatever, and be able to do that. That's a different way I can support and contribute. So, I mean, still involved, just not as much, just because again, this is like more than a full-time gig. So I've just been really, really occupied.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's a hustle. Real estate is, I, I, I guess at what point in time were you like, you know what? GW, G, GW's it's not a party school by any means, but, you know, it's in D.C., it's a fun school. At what point were you like, fuck drugs, fuck partying, this isn't for me, fuck going out, I'm just trying to grind right now, I need to work on my career?
1: Yeah, um, I think for me, it was kind of like, I always had the mindset, okay, like, I need to set my parents up, I need to set my dad up, like, you know, my dad had be moved here from Ethiopia like five years ago, He dropped everything from, you know, being a doctor there, working for the UN, having a really well respected and really nice life in Ethiopia to moving here into like, you know, a two bedroom apartment with me and really not really working and like kind of like not living the lifestyle that he was. So for me, I always had the mindset of, okay, I need to put my dad back in the position to where he was before he dropped everything to come to this country for me, essentially. So I always had that mindset, but I always thought the only way to do it was, you know, the traditional route, you know, go to school, be a doctor, be a lawyer, whatever it is, and take that trajectory. And I mean, that does take a lot longer. And I mean, by all means, it's a great route to go, but um, I just didn't see it being for me. Like I told you, I was sitting there doing pre-med, I was like, okay, do I really wanna do this? Um, So I kind of always had that mindset, but obviously it was at a much slower pace. But um, the moment I got into real estate and I just saw all these people around me just hustling and grinding and like just one helping a lot of people making a lot of money and just enjoying what they were doing, like genuinely enjoying it. I was like, okay, this seems like a lot of work and it's like 24-7 hustle, hustle, hustle. It might not be healthy, but this seems like fun. This seems like something I want to do and for me like i told you i actually i enjoy it i i literally if i'm just sitting down i'm like what am i doing like, I, I get anxious like it's literally a drug like the moment you close your first deal bro it's like heroin Like i don't know what to tell you like it's like a, it's like dopamine it's like you're like shit. i need the next one i need the next one i need the next one so that's kind of how it started and then just having that mindset of okay i need to set my dad up need to set my parents up that kind of put more pressure on me too so i was like, okay there's really no time to really do anything else and you know i still have a good time so go out whatever just at a much lower level just because okay like you just don't have the time at that point um so that's kind of when i guess i would say probably like when i was like 19 ish around sophomore year of college when it really clicked for me okay like i need to start taking shit seriously if i want to take it to the next level because i'm trying to get there like now versus like later you know what i mean
0: yeah definitely and i mean i guess the biggest thing with alcohol too is that you know it has such a large carryover effect into the next day like it yeah. It messes with you for, for a couple days. So, you know, if you're in a position where you need to be up at work at 9am every day, yep, you, you can't drink. Since I started my internship, I, I haven't started I haven't touched alcohol since May 8. And it's been tough. But, <laughs> but like, I genuinely can't because I wake up at 5am. Yeah. I'm in the office at six. Jesus and God. it's just like, there's no room for alcohol. But are you are
1: you enjoying the, are you enjoying that a little bit now? Like you're starting to get used to it. That's what I was gonna say. Is life is so
0: much better. Yeah, life there, is.
1: that's like I don't know about that. <laughs> no, Dilette, it is.
0: lot knows because sometimes I'll be like, oh my god, I need to drink right now. I wake up, there's there's no hangover. It, it makes stuff so much better. Like you feel a lot clearer.
1: Literally, no. It, it, there's no way if you're waking up tomorrow morning to do an open house or showings that you came with me to a couple showings and open houses like early as hell, and then you're driving like you know an insane amount I mean I put like at least like 90 to 100 miles on my car every day it's like you're driving from Baltimore to DC to Maryland to Virginia so it's like there's no way you can go through all that you know having a hangover or whatever it is so yeah you just you kind of have to make the decision to you know cut certain things out.
2: Rohan you um you went to a couple showings with with Omar right? I did. You want to should we get into that? Yeah (laughs) yeah sure what Because obviously, you know, you got your real estate license and everything. Just, I feel like the viewers should know how that went.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How'd you like it? Like, was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I liked it a lot. My plan has always been, you know, do something on the side if you can, but I have to get good grades. I have to get a degree. I have to, you know, if you're going to work a nine to five, work a nine to five and whatever you want to do on the side, do on the side. Yeah. And it definitely takes away
1: from your grades. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: that's the thing. Is it? T- it took <laughs> t- it took away from my grades personally. I liked it a lot. I mean, like, there's a lot of good aspects to it. You know, you can, you can meet with people. You get to interact with people. And yeah. houses are such a big asset. Everyone wants to buy a house. Everyone wants to yeah. needs needs everyone. Yeah. Needs everyone needs housing. That's one of the you know
1: basic essential needs of life. But it's like yeah, and you're not even like people need it. You're not a salesperson. Like a lot of people think real estate agents are salespeople. Like oh, you need to learn how to sell you're not selling shit, you know, I'm not going to convince you to buy a $600,000 house, you know what I mean? You're going to want to buy it, obviously finding the right one, yes, I need to do that, but it's a service. As a real estate agent, like, you're providing a service, you're not in sales, you're not going to convince me to buy a house, Um, I'm just going to, you know, lay out the process for you and make it as easy as possible for you to get from point A to point Z, which is from not owning a home to owning a home, or from not having your home sold to having your home sold, so you're literally just providing a service and, you know, being, a genuine, trustworthy person that can, you know, make this happen for them, whether they're selling a house or buying a house. So you're not in sales, you're in service. And I know that it's it's not as fun, right? I know you, when you came on showings, you're like, oh, this is, you know what I mean? It's like, you're going to like showings all day, driving around, um, open houses, sometimes there's no one coming in, you're just sitting. So it's like, it's not all glitz and glamour. Uh, Rohan knows this, like people will see like, you know, closed on my Instagram, like sales, sold, sold, sold. And it's like, it looks all fun and glamorous, but like the 60 to 90 to three months ago that it took to get there. Cause one sale could really take me six months. You know what I mean? Cause I could start working with a client today in July but I won't close them till September. So it's like three, four months worth of work but then people only see that close sign. So they think, oh, it's like a one day thing. Oh, he just closed, he just closed, he just closed. So it takes a lot of work and a lot of it is actually really boring and not like all glamorous, but yeah, Rohan can speak to
0: that too are you scared of becoming obsolete because technology is at a point where you don't, I mean, my parents bought this house and they didn't use a real estate agent and it's getting more to the point where you don't need a real estate agent to buy a house.
2: How did, how does that work? Buying without a real estate agent? Just like
0: you, so you can literally click a
1: button and buy a house now and that's where the world is going. And no, Rohan's hundred percent. Right. Thanks for pointing it out. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Real estate agents are actually a dying breed. Like it's, it's, there's um, a bunch of new apps where um, actually it's crazy in LA. I don't know if I should be saying this, but in LA, I was at the CEO of open doors, like pool party at a, like a $30 million house. And basically open door is an app that lets you sell a, your house completely online. Like they'll do everything. You just set like, they just, that's it. You don't use any agents, no nothing. So, like, that's literally what the world's turning into. Zillow's probably going to have something like that soon. Redfin, um, Redfin already does. So, like, yeah, real estate agents are absolutely dying soon. It's just I feel like the ones that are really killing it know what they're doing and are actually valuable are going to stay around for a little bit longer just because a lot of people still want that personal touch, that personal connection. Um, and then, two, it's like you can't be a real estate agent forever. I tell Rohan this. It's like my goal is to be a killer agent for the next three, five years, which I think will still be there for then. Uh, I don't think it's gonna happen like that quick, but for like the next three to five years, be like the best real estate agent in the DMV area, be known as that real estate guy. And then obviously transition into, you know, development, commercial real estate, all that good stuff. Um, and then at the end of the day, you really just wanna be a real estate investor at that point. You just wanna have enough capital to where you can buy enough rentals and you're having enough passive income coming in to where you really don't have to go sell houses. So. Um, yeah, no, we're definitely dying green.
2: Is that obviously, well, that obviously that sucks for you yeah. as, a, as a real estate agent, but is that worse for like the regular person that's going on trying to buy a house?
1: I think so. I think it's a I definitely think that you still need that, you know, that guidance and that real estate professional showing you, okay, this is the best route for you to go. Because for me, it's like my job is not only to come and sell the house, it's for me to kind of see what's the best route for you to take. So your personal needs and your personal goals. So I'll sit down with a seller and I'll be, okay, why are you selling this house? And I'll be like X, Y, and Z. And then I might be like, okay, you have $200,000 worth of equity in this house. You don't need the cash right now. You could easily go buy a second house. Why don't you just rent out this house and turn it into a rental property and have your first house? You know what I mean? It's like you're educating and advising them about real estate versus if they were like, oh, I want to sell this house and they're not you know, consulting with anyone, advising anyone, and they're just going to it on the app. It's like, you know, they just lost out on all this equity that they could have had or could have bought, whatever it is. There's so many different things that each person and client is is in a different situation or in a different need that if they don't have that real estate advisor, that real estate agent helping them out, it's not really going to be an advantage to them. So I, I mean, yes, the convenience part of it is great. And then for sellers, obviously you don't have to pay commission. So they love that part of it, but um, I definitely think we're worth every penny and a lot of people realize them and a lot of people don't. So yeah.
0: Can we talk about you getting sued? Are, are you allowed <laughs> to talk about that?
1: I actually, I'm allowed to talk about that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, all right, good. So <laughs> I guess um tell it's us about that. Background. And also, that's a lot of stress. Um, uh, speak a little bit to the stress of being a real estate agent. I mean, you have deadlines, it's it's not yeah. an easy job, is it? Yeah,
1: no, absolutely not. It's not as easy as people think it is. You have to deal with a million different deadlines, deal with a million different people. You're literally the middleman between everyone and the child transaction. So if something goes wrong, everyone comes to you. You're the person to blame. Omar is a reason why everything goes wrong. So it's a lot of stress and it's a lot of pressure. And um, talking about the seed part, Rohan knows this. I was literally, this was like, uh, I don't know, like a couple months into it, into the business. I'm in the library at like 12 a.m. studying for my exam the next day. I actually had a closing the next day too. It was, like, I was, it was a great Thursday. It was a Friday the next day. I was like, oh, I have a closing. I'm going to get study for this exam. It's going to be a good day. And I get a call from my client in, the, in like the library and I go out and answer it. I didn't even go out. I was in the room. It was, we were in a study hall with like Rohan and a couple other friends. And he just managed to freaking out. He's like, I want to back out of this deal. Yada, 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 yada. I was like, calm down. What's going on? And he's like, I just saw this house on Zillow, the one we just bought. Um, so he basically, he saw the old pictures of what the house looked like. It was a flip. So he saw what the house looked like before the flip. And he just absolutely spazzed that. He was like, why does the house look like this? Yada, yada. I knew I had a bad feeling about it. And mind you, this man was obsessed with the house, told me to do whatever I can to get him the house. Actually, I got him an amazing deal. I got him like below appraised Valley. So he was walking into equity, got him a new roof, got him a bunch of things. So I was like, first of all, we knew it was a flip. But second of all, it doesn't really matter. Like if you think about it, every house is a flip at that point. Like it was renovated, you know what I mean? So I was like, like it, was, it wasn't a shitty job. We got an inspection. If we didn't get an inspection, okay, maybe I would have been worried. But we got a full inspection. Inspector said everything was going great. Everything was fine. So everything was going well. And then this man just sees these pictures and spazzes out and goes, I want to back out of this deal. So again, this is me, you know, still new to the business. I was like, holy shit, what the hell do I do? So I call my mentor and no response because it's 12 a.m. Who's going to answer? And I call my lender no response, 12 a.m. So I call him back. I'm, okay, look, I'm going to see what I can do. Um, beyond stand, but I'm going to try and get you out of this. So all I consumer... didn't, he already signed the papers though. Yeah, he did. Exactly. So basically, so you signed, so you have to sign the offer that you send out. And then at the end of the day, at the end of like the 30 days, when you close on the home, you sign, basically get the title. So he didn't sign to get the title. That was the next day. Well, he already signed the offer so there's, there's no way to get out of that offer unless you have one of those contingency slash deadlines so there's your financing inspection appraisal all those deadlines have passed because this is a day before closing no one backs out of the deal a day before closing for no reason so he goes i want to back out of it in my head i'm like there's no way he can get out of this deal it's like you know what let me see maybe if the financing contingency can still be in place because financing with you saying hey Your lender can't give you a loan, so you can't buy this house. So I was like, maybe I can do that. So I called him. I was like, okay, what you're going to do? I didn't call him. I was like, in my head, I was like, what we're going to do is tomorrow morning, I'm going to make this guy buy a $5,000 flat screen TV. And then that's going to fuck up his debt to income ratio. And then maybe his lender won't approve him for the loan. So I was like, okay, maybe that will work. But then I, I talked to my lender early in the morning. He's like, man, the loan's been fully funded. It's already sent to the title company. We don't even have the money anymore. It's done. Like There's nothing on our end. I'm like, shit. I called my mentor, I was like, hey, what do I do, yada? He's like, bro, there's nothing you can gonna do, this man has to close or else he's gonna lose his earnest money deposit, which is a deposit you give at the beginning. So it was like $5,000, something like that. So I was just like, listen, man, you're gonna have to close on this house or else you're gonna lose your EMD. And then this man lost his shit. He's like, I'm gonna sue you, this is your fault, I'm not going to closing, I better get all my money back, yada, yada. And it was a whole thing, my broker got involved, everyone got involved and this man's like, nope, I don't care i'm suing you guys i'm suing Oman. one i'm suing the one street company and that's kind of how uh i got sued for the first time and i mean his case got dismissed it wasn't anything valid my broker got into it uh we have a we have a lawyer that runs our company so she got into it figured out there was nothing wrong on our end um he actually a week later, ended up closing on the house, apologized to me, left me a five-star review. So, I mean, it worked out at the end of the day, but yeah, it's kind of the story.
2: That's nuts, dude. First of all, we, we glanced over what you said before, but buying a $5,000 TV to offset the debt-to-income ratio sounds like the most fishy business practice that I've heard, especially coming from like a real estate agent.
1: Bro, I had to do what I, look at the end of the day, my job is to work in his best interest. So I was trying to get him out of the deal.
2: Well, I
0: guess as we kind of close things out here, would you, you know, tell your followers to get into real estate? Is it something worth getting into?
1: That's a hard question because especially right now with the way the market is, I would say no, just because it's it's even hard for agents that are already in the game. But you know this, I say this all the time, if you're actually willing to put in the work, willing not to get a paycheck for the next six months, and willing just to like learn and actually be an expert in your industry and be that real estate guy and just know what you're talking about, bring value to your clients, then it'll definitely be worth it down the road. Like you have to look at it as a very long-term game versus, okay, am I gonna start this, get my license and then start selling a million dollar houses the next day? No, it'll probably take you at least six months to a year to really start selling homes, start making real money. Because again, if you don't sell any houses, you don't make any money. It's all commissions in this industry. So. Um, you have to be willing to, you know, not have that consistency of a paycheck coming in, uh, be willing to work with a lot of people. You have to be sociable and that's something you can learn, but you have to be willing to talk to people, go out there, put yourselves out there, make content. Just like basically just like you're your own business. As a real estate agent, you are the business. You have to promote yourself, you promote your business. You know this. I don't use my Instagram for anything else besides posting closings or like real estate-related stuff, because For me, social media has to be just like a marketing tool for you. Like if you're using social media and we talked about this all the time, just like look at, you know, cars or girls or whatever it is, it's literally such a waste of time. But if you're using it to market yourself and for your business, it's literally the best way to make money. Your phone is like the easiest way to make money and promote yourself, but you just have to use it the right way. So it's worth getting into if you're wanting to put in the work, but if you're thinking it's quick money, absolutely not.
0: I've said, I've said this to you multiple times before. Like, sometimes you'll post a video and I'll be like, Omar, what the fuck is this? This shit is so cringy. Like, yeah. why are you posting this? Have, did you kind of struggle? And then you say, you know, I, I need this to be only about real estate. Like, it can only be about real estate. Like, I don't care if it's cringy. It yeah. gets views. It gets follows. Did you have to give up your, like, pride, I guess? Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, you know this better than anyone. I posted some of the most cringiest videos, but they got views, they got numbers. And here's one thing too, that I kind of realized like, it's only cringy until you start getting views and start getting followers. Once you have a platform of like a hundred thousand followers, a million followers, whatever it is, it's no longer cringy. It's like, oh, cool. How do I do this? Or like, if it's getting a million views, like, oh, snap, this is dope video versus was only getting a thousand views or a hundred likes, it's like, oh, that's so cringy. That's when people start calling it cringy versus when it starts blowing up a little bit. Like, oh, it's kind of dope. You blew up on t- whatever. So it's like you definitely have to swallow your pride, not really care what anyone thinks, and just start posting. As long as you're okay with the content, it, you know, who cares what other people think?
0: What's next for you then? I know aside from real estate, you also dabble in rental, renting out cars. Um, I noticed in your Instagram bio, there's a pinned location by Florida now. Um, what's up? What well, what's next?
1: I think what's next is just really keep grinding out, try to be the best realtor in town. Um, do a couple side gigs. Um, like you said, I'm renting out cars on Truro. Uh, I'm trying to build that out a little bit. Uh, one of my boys Bash is huge, number one car rental company in the DMV. So, starting to work with him, build that out because again, you want to like diversify your money as much as possible. We just opened up an office in Miami, so. I'm getting my Miami license. Hopefully, you know, maybe might make the move down there. Weather's a lot nicer. So um, right now I'm just going with the flow, uh, hopefully trying to finish up school and have that GW degree, you know, C's get degrees. So trying to wrap that up. But that's about it, man.
0: So Florida. Okay. I know you kept saying Miami, Miami, Miami. I'm going to go to Miami. I'm going <laughs> to go to Miami. Yeah. I'm surprised it's actually happening. That's good yeah i me too i didn't think it was gonna actually happen but things are moving
1: the balls is rolling. obviously right now it's a little bit slow but when things pick back up and we like put the model we have in dc in one street in miami then i definitely see myself moving down there just because miami everyone is so goddamn lazy bro it's, it's ridiculous like everyone is so lazy down there so i feel like if we go down there we can absolutely dominate um so i'm looking forward to that
0: All right, gotcha. Well, that's all I got to let you got anything. No. No? All right. Well, Omar, thank you for joining us. I'll see you very soon in August. And yeah, be sure to follow us. And Omar, I'll have all his stuff linked in the description of the episode. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Awesome. Thanks for having me, brother.